Hello everyone and welcome back to K-Space Podcast. My name is Kara and welcome. <laughs> I am recording this podcast today on my phone. So fingers crossed that this comes through properly. I do have my microphone plugged into my phone so hopefully there'll be a little bit of noise cancellation because I'm using my microphone. But yeah, um, my laptop is slowly on the brink. <laughs> And I'm trying to ignore the fact that I might have to buy a new laptop. That's for next year's problems. So we're getting really close to Christmas, guys. Oh my god. I still have a few things to do, but I'm getting there. The weekend was nice, but kind of crazy all in one. So on Saturday, it was just a busy day, just doing things, nothing special. We had a Christmas party that we went to Saturday night, which was really, really nice. And it was nice to be kind of out and feeling the Christmas vibes, you know. Um, I had in my head to be really well behaved that night because me and my sisters had this big Christmas Sunday thing planned. Um, So I didn't really drink that much on Saturday night. I might have had three drinks. And I was home at a respectable hour. Um, And then I woke, I was woken at 4am. My sister was staying over and I was woken to her literally so sick. Um, We had to call an ambulance and it was very scary, very worrying. But um, all's looking good now. She's being discharged from the hospital tomorrow, I think. So all's looking good and... It was crazy like obviously Sunday we were so worried but um the hospital were kind of like oh there's no point in you coming to the hospital because we're doing various tests and whatnot so um we were just relying on texts um so on Sunday uh even though we were super worried about our little sister we still went and did a few Christmassy things um, just because the kids were looking forward to it so we didn't want to cancel everything um, so we went to this kind of Christmas lights show and that was really really pretty really nice the weather wasn't too cold it's gotten kind of warmer like it was a complete freeze last week and now it's so much warmer very balmy um so it was lovely to walk around and look at all the christmas lights it was so nice and yeah lots of coffees lots of just chill time yesterday so the weekend was good besides the fact that my sister got really sick but she's on the mend so in this week's podcast we're going to be talking mainly about cliques or friends so Are you in a clique? Have you been in a clique? Do you know what it is? (laughs) And do you know what the signs are? Um, Because I feel kind of a lot of women have, and girls, have been in that situation where they've been in a group and it's more of a clique than a genuine group of friends. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. And we'll also touch on the Harry and Meghan documentary as well, just because the, the second installment was out. And yeah, 
there was a lot to <laughs> unpack there. So let's get into it. Let's just talk about the, the meaning behind cliques. Um, when, for, for example, so cliques are, cliques are a group of people. Um, women in this instance, I'm sure there's men cliques, but I don't, I don't know. Let's stick to the women in this, in this podcast. Um, so the group of people, they stick together because of a common denominator and they don't usually let anyone else in unless they feel comfortable doing so. Um, I've been faced with this a number of times in my life and I'm sure many women and girls have been faced with it. Um, it can start in school. Um, it can start as early as primary school and now that I'm a mom, I kind of feel it's almost my duty now to see the signs early on. Um, I, my little, I have a little boy, so maybe it's not as common in groups of boys, but I think it might be, but it just comes in, it, it shows up in different ways for boys maybe. But anyway, um, as a mom, I, I do have my, I, I, I'm kind of more aware of the signs when it comes to cliques or friends. Um, for example, I, when I was in school, um, secondary school actually, I was probably around 13, 14. I desperately wanted to be in this group of girls. Um, looking back now, they weren't for me at all. Um, I almost changed myself to be in this group. And that's one of the signs I feel is you won't be yourself and you'll be acting as something different just, just to fit in with this group as they will be quite tight knit. And if you don't have something that they can relate to, you're not really going to fit in. Or if you're a threat to them as well, they're not really going to kind of want you in their group. Also, it comes down to confidence. When you're a young person, you might not have the confidence to kind of go it alone and say, you know, screw that. I don't want to be in a group of friends like that. I want to, you know, continue on my, my own path. And if I find good people along the way, so be it. Um, that doesn't come, I feel, till later on in life. So in school, you're very, you're kind of innocently going through the motions and just to feel wanted or just not to be alone, basically. You might fall into a group of friends and they just might not be right for you. I mean, outside of school, I had very good friends was always kind of one-to-one um and when I went and worked abroad I was very much on a mission to get to know myself and then I was making friends based on who I truly was or my true personality we're always growing and we're always learning but I think when I was in my 20s anyway I was working in London and I made it my mission to sort of get to know myself and in the process I made some very good friends. Still made mistakes, 
um, your 20s are for making mistakes and learning from them. But, um, and some of the people I met in London, I still friend, I'm still friends with today. So, you know, um, but in, in secondary school, I was I was such a lost puppy. <laughs> I didn't know who I was, what I wanted to do. Um, can I just interrupt this podcast? I'm doing it in my car because I have no other time to do it. And a massive seagull has landed on the bonnet of my car and he's just staring in at me. Um, so this is awkward. I have a live audience of one. <laughs> he's just staring at me. Yes. Can I help you? <laughs> Oh, he's gone. Oh, maybe he heard me. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> women's cliques can continue into adult life. Um, even my mom says that she sort of can notice cliques and she kind of stays away from them. Um, and you know, she's lived her life. She's lived a life and she's still experiencing that. Um, so they still very much exist in adult life. So when I moved back to Ireland, I sort of experienced it again. So I was living in London, came back to Ireland, but I was living in Dublin for a while. Then, long story short, moved to work in Hong Kong. And that was amazing. Met some amazing people over there. Again, I didn't fall into a certain group. I just kind of made one-to-one -one friends and um, when I came back to Ireland I was kind of coming back to where I'm from, kind of nearby anyway and I experienced kind of that whole cliquey thing again and I suppose it was easier, I mean it's not, sometimes it's not easy because sometimes you, it can trigger you and you kind of wonder why don't these girls want to get to know me? And it can be sad and it can be lonely and confusing. But then I suppose because I've, I'm unapologetically me now, um, Obviously everyone, like I said, we all still grow and learn from things that we're doing or have done, but I would say I'm the most myself now than I've ever been. And that kind of helped me in being like, you know what, I don't need to be in this group. I don't need to be friends with these people. <laughs> it doesn't need to happen. Um, and, you know, every now and then I might bump into them and, of course, we'll be nice to each other, of course, but it's never going to happen. We're never going to be friends, just acquaintances, and that's fine. <laughs> but if you're younger or if you're listening to this and you're going through something like this where you're trying to figure out, am I in a genuinely like a genuine friend group or am I in a clique or am I, you know, am I being pushed out of this group or whatever's going on in your life at the moment? Um, this is the podcast for you because there is significant signs when it comes to 
cliques and what to look out for. There is a study done by a doctoral student called Naomi Eisenberger. I think I, I, I hope that's how you pronounce her name. Um, and she did a study, she, she studies social psychology, and her study showed that being excluded from social activities or being excluded from a social group had the same effects on the brain as physical pain. So it registered the same as physical pain does in the brain. So if you ever had a falling out with someone, a falling out with a group of friends, or maybe just one person, one individual, and it was a, it was a breakup um, and not an easy one, that feeling you get inside is the same feeling you get. It, it registers the same as pain in your brain. So those feelings that you get are completely valid. That is, it's normal to feel that way, um, which is crazy. I mean, humans rely on social bonding in order for children to not feel that pain, they make, they try to get into a clique or a group just to be a part of something. And this is kind of where the problems happen and loss of identity happens. And I experienced this myself, this loss of identity myself, um, in my teenage years, right up to my twenties, I'd say. And it wasn't until I left the country. <laughs> I kind of moved to work abroad that I really learned about myself and that I became more at peace with myself. Um, I still make mistakes today. Um, there is still patterns that I have to, patterns that I do, things that I do that I still need to recognize and correct. Um, because everyone grows anyway, everyone's continuously growing. So I could never tell you that I'm perfect. No one's perfect. But in order for you to find those people in your life, those true friends, you kind of have to know yourself first. I'm not saying I was an angel in, in a bad group. I'm definitely, I definitely wasn't an angel. I probably did or said things that were totally out of character and that was just to fit in. And that's what I'm talking about today is you know, if you have a daughter or even if you're in a situation like that, this kind of situation and you feel uncomfortable in a group of friends and that you're not being yourself in it, it's more than likely that you're in a clique and not a genuine group. So here's just a quick list of a clique and what you might experience. So they sort of focus on status and popularity um, not all of them because in adult life I don't I don't I, I've kind of I've seen groups of friends who they won't let you in but it's not out of popularity it's more out of keeping their circle safe in a way you might be 
just not for them, you know, um, and you might be, you might have different opinions. You might be a threat to them. You, yeah. Um, I don't think it's popularity. I think it's the comfort zone. You're, you're damaging their comfort zone. Another sign is, you know, they might gossip a lot. They might talk about other people a lot, um, within, within the group. And then obviously they show a kind and caring face outside of the group. But if you're in the group and you're witnessing this group of friends just gossiping a lot and talking about other people a lot and kind of that toxic vibe, that's another sign that it's not a genuine situation. It's quite a bitchy scenario. Um, you might have different levels. So there might be kind of a ringleader. There might be one that kind of puts you down a lot just to make herself feel better. Um, just remember when someone's putting you down or saying negative things to you, it's actually got nothing to do with you. It's um, their projection of their own insecurities onto you. Um, but this can happen in, in a clique. So you might say to yourself, okay, you know, the obvious signs of cliques such as kind of that bullying nature, the hierarchy, the hierarchy, the, you know, the ringleader, the, um, the putting down of each other. It, I don't, you know, you might be saying, oh no, I don't see any of this in the groups that I'm in, but especially in adult life, you might come across a group of friends that are from the outside. They look like super nice group of friends, you know, um, just lovely people. But if you're finding it difficult to befriend them, or if you're finding that you've you're in this group but you still feel kind of lonely or if you feel like you'll never get to be friends with these people if there's a reason you know they are a clique um very tight-knit um so the the limiting of the social circle is kind of one of the the subtle signs so you might see a group of friends and they'll all get together. Not all the time. Maybe they'll just get together for certain times of the year. They might have been friends in school and then, you know, life gets busy and they meet up again. And you, one of the friends might have kind of broken away a little bit and created her own circle, a new circle of friends. Um she will be talked about like not all the time but she'll be mentioned you know oh she's for example i'm just making up examples here um it might be said that you know oh she thinks she's great you know she's got this new group she thinks she's so cool or um oh she doesn't have time for it anymore because of her special new friend group you know there might be comments not made not to her face, but to the other friends. You might have another girl in the group who's decided enough's enough. I want to lose weight. I want to be healthy. I want to do this. 
that or I want to change something about myself and that will be talked about you know that oh look at her you know she thinks she's great going to the gym all the time or oh look she's improving herself and you know there'll be comments made and they'll be subtle but it's not if if you're in a genuine friend group you celebrate each other you celebrate each other's wins you celebrate you support each other um whether whether the idea you know whether what that person's doing is going to work out or not you still support them um there's a genuine interest in being each other's friends um i was listening to a podcast by emma chamberlain uh, during the week and she was actually talking about friendships um i think i was doing a bit of research so i was listening to other people's opinions and she said um you know if you're in a genuine friendship you're kind of befriending someone who you almost look up to or they don't they have something you don't have something you admire about them um for example, like the friends in my life, I really admire them because they have things that I don't have and they have talents I don't have. Their personalities are different to me. Um, they have traits that I look up to and therefore I'm genuinely delighted for them when they do things in their life or something happens, something good happens to them. I'm genuinely delighted you know it'll encourage bad decision making it'll hide someone's true identity um just to fit in you might do and say things that aren't really you it lacks authentic friendships so like i said before you know you those kind of friends they don't really celebrate your your highs and they are kind of secretly delighted when you're having lows. Um, they, you're, each friend is kind of pitted against each other in a way. There's rivalry, competition. Social circle is limited. You know, they might, it might be maybe six or seven girls, let's say, and that's it, and no one else is allowed in. <laughs> and if a girl is allowed in, it could be that she's exactly the same or not a threat. Um, and I just really wanted to talk about this today because I think women go through life all the time kind of wanting to either make new friends or feeling like they don't belong in their current friend group. And I just want to say it's okay to leave break up from a friend group i mean if you're willing to break up with a man because you noticed all these red flags about him and you're like that's toxic it's not for me it's not for me and you learn to grow and you learn to move forward from that relationship it should be the same thing with friendships if you notice serious red flags in friendships or in groups of friends don't ignore them because you know it's kind of like you don't really break up with a friend 
at, like you do with a boyfriend. You know, there's a clear knife cut in a relationship between a man and a woman or a woman and a woman or, you know, whatever way that relationship is, is there's a clear breakup and you are sad for a while and you move on. But with friendships, there is no breakups. There's, you might grow apart, but then you might meet up every now and then or, and you know, you'll ignore red flags, you'll ignore all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't ignore if you were in a romantic relationship. So I just kind of think we should treat these things the same. You know, if you are in a toxic friend group, you need to break up with that friend group. You need to sit down and have the conversation with them and say, I can't be with you guys anymore unless there's changes. Um, it's perfectly fine to do that. You have one life, I think. <laughs> and it's better to be on your own and to be yourself and maybe have one or two good friends that you can meet up with every now and then and have genuine chats and enjoy each other's company, then have these people that bring you down, make you feel like a lesser person. You don't feel comfortable in, in their company. You don't agree necessarily with the way they, their actions, like what they do. Like you mightn't like gossiping about other people, but they're the type of friends that that's what they want to do that's their thing sit down chat about other people there is seagulls landing all over my car <laughs> i'm being attacked by seagulls oh my god um yeah so I, I just want to leave it there because i could keep going but i know i'm just going to be repeating myself um i was going to discuss the megan markle uh, documentary as well um, but I'll keep it short I watched the last three installments of it at the start of the week um, I still stick to what I said last week um, I just think the institution the royal institution is extremely toxic my conclusion is I think they threw her under the bus to hide the Pin Prince Andrew scandal he was in the papers for like a minute and it was just squashed so quickly. Uh, also, there was some scandal about Prince William and that was squashed fairly lively as well. So I just feel like they really used and they and they worked with the press to make Meghan and Harry a target um, to keep other things out of the media. And then you have the likes of, let's say, Piers Morgan, who is incredibly toxic, and he was one of those people kind of stirring the pot at the time, and now he's like really annoyed that they're coming out with documentaries and books, and it's like, but you were one of those people that was involved in the bullying aspect and the racism aspect of the whole situation, and they want to set their story straight, and now you're you're annoyed and, and shocked about it. It's like, no. And uh, what's his name from Top Gear? Uh, Jeremy Clarkson. 
uh, absolutely disgusting things he said about her in in an op-ed or whatever paper he writes for. Does he write for The Sun or The Mirror in the UK? I'm not sure. Uh, but he wrote absolutely disgusting things about Megan in this op-ed or editorial in the mirror or the sun. I'm not sure which paper he writes for, which rag he writes for in the UK. Um, but disgusting, misogynistic things were said about her by Jeremy Clarkson. And why? What are you gaining from this? What is your hatred for one human being? What, what are you gaining from it? Um, okay, that car is getting completely attacked by seagulls. Do you know what? They must be able to smell food or something. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, that car threw their McDonald's bag out the door. That's why the seagulls are going mental. Do people still do that? They just throw their takeaways onto the side of the road. I'm in a car park. That's why I'm kind of seeing this car and they just threw the McDonald's out the side of the road. That's lovely. But anyway, um, I stick to everything I said before. I think Megan and Harry are lovely. They're a lovely couple. Obviously, we don't get to see everything in their life, but there's still a lot of hatred towards the, these two, especially Megan. I really don't get it. Um, why is our society built on hatred? Why are we fueled by it? And why do we love it? Why do we love to read about it? It's, uh, it's so sick and unintelligent. It's like an unintelligent way of feeding your brain with just nonsense, hatred, this callousness for another human being. It's disgusting. And these men commenting on Megan, I mean, did she reject them or something? And they're just these little peeved teenagers bullying her online. Okay, my little boy has woken up from his nap in the back of the car now, so I need to go. Um, but if you like this podcast on whatever, on whatever platform, whatever platform you're listening to, listening to the podcast on, give me a like, thumbs up subscribe for more weekly podcasts I'd be delighted um thank you to everyone who subscribed last week that's so nice of you guys um it's just cool <laughs> um yeah I'll talk to you soon guys and have a lovely Christmas enjoy your Christmas I'm so excited only three sleeps well when I put this out it'll be two sleeps I think well happy Christmas love ya Bye.